Welcome to The Empathic Advantage, the empowerment podcast for sensitive folk. I'm your host, Hanna-Marie and I'm on a mission to show you all the wonderful ways that you can thrive in this world, whether you call yourself an empath, a highly sensitive person, or simply a little different. In a world that's not exactly geared towards us feely folk, there are important conversations to be had to shift the paradigm that there is such a thing as being too sensitive. My guests and I will talk life, career and leadership, spiritual and less spiritual practices, and anything in between to empower you to use your endless gifts as an empath in truly all walks of life, whether you feel called by the healing arts or building rocket ships. So if you're ready to explore the possibility that your sensitive nature is truly nothing you need to fix, and that you can have the life you want not despite your empathic nature, but because of it, well, then you're home, my friend. I truly believe that now more than ever, the world could really use the empathic advantage, and I want to make sure that you find yours. So let's jump right in, shall we? Hello, my friend. I am so happy that you're joining me on another episode of the Empathic Advantage podcast today. The holiday season is nearly here, and I hope that you are keeping yourself nice and grounded. I also hope that your end of year to-do list is as short as the days here in Estonia right now. That is to say, short, 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 short. And as this time of year is prime time for jotting down your goals for the next year, in this week's episode, I wanted to offer some thoughts on your passions and goals and, well, the meaning of life. You know, small little topics like that. <laughs> so this episode is for anyone who feels like you're in your 30s and your 40s and your 50s or your 80s and you have your career and your family and your house and your life, but you're perhaps still not entirely sure what you want to be when you grow up, that you haven't perhaps found your true passion yet. I find that society has convinced us that for us to do anything meaningful in life, we have to find our passion. Once we've done that, we're good. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I've definitely found that to be true. You know, once we find our passion, we can then become the revered specialist in our field that everyone looks up to and that will be our thing for the rest of our lives. I think that narrative though, if you don't happen to be one of the people who has known since the age of three that you want to be a doctor or an architect or a gardener or whatever else, I think is really harmful. I've run up against this wall so many times in my own life. I think I've knocked myself a little silly because I'd find something I'm interested in, but by the time I'd have declared to the world that this is it, this is who I am and this is what I do, this is my passion, that passion actually for that thing would be gone, only to be replaced by the next thing. So rinse and repeat. And after about 20 rounds of this, I finally understood I understood that my need to declare something my passion has simply been my need to define myself in some universally understandable term so that others would find it easier to understand who I am and for myself to feel safety in being able to give myself a specific role, to feel valuable as it were. But I don't think that that's how it works, at least not for me. And it took me a minute, but it finally hit me. It's not about what you're passionate about. It's actually what you're curious about. And no, I don't unfortunately think that it's a very linear path, but it's a very, very interesting one if you care and dare to venture into this realm of curiosity. 
I've gone down some very funny rabbit holes in the traditional sense. I studied special education at the university just because the curriculum that consisted of psychology, neurology, anatomy, how language forms in our brains, teaching methods and so much more simply fascinated me beyond any other field that was on offer. And I've never worked in the field, but I know the knowledge I picked up there still shines through everything I do, not least in how I've approached supporting my mental health through the years or how I'm able to now teach the tools and resources to others. Interestingly, I'm also a certified beekeeper. I don't have any bees, nor have I ever had them. And that's not even the point for me. I feel it's just something that called out to me and I wanted to understand how that's done. This summer, I also got my boating license. I don't have a boat, nor do I really know how to sail. Again, something that I just wanted to do. And I once worked at a diving center on the island of Crete in Greece for a summer as an assistant diving instructor. I had dived once in my whole life by the time I applied to work there. I don't know what got into me. I was 21. Have I been mad about diving ever since? No, I have not. That was 12 years ago. And I think I've dived three times since then. But it was simply something that I wanted to do and the sense of having challenged myself in this way still carries me today, I feel. I was terrified, by the way. I remember being in the shower on the morning of my first day on the job and I happened to inhale some water by accident. And there I was coughing and literally thinking to myself, seriously, you are almost drowning in the shower. How on earth do you think you're going to dive into the depths of the Mediterranean for the next three or four months. But I did it and it was incredibly scary. But looking back, it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. And when I close my eyes, I can still remember the deepest blue and the steady gushing of my scuba gear as I breathed in and out. And it's priceless. And nobody can take that away from me. I also love my career in product management and I love building digital products and helping companies tell stories through my branding experience, which is also a rabbit hole that I have gotten myself lost in for years, really. And I know it's a little weird, but since I stopped fighting it, I have found so many wonderful opportunities to combine those different experiences and those curiosities into the things that I do. And it's led to some really interesting outcomes and the opportunities that I've gotten and I just hope that by sharing this story with you, if you're struggling with finding acceptance for that multi-passionate jack-of-all-trades part of you, that hopefully you'll find a little bit of inspiration here to accept that side in you too. So it's not like following your curiosities never going to make you scared. It can and it likely will. But when you do this for yourself, just for yourself. The excitement of whatever it is that you want to do will far outweigh any fear you may have. This excitement is what will make it worth it, in my opinion. And doing something that calls out to you, without always having to find a reason, is what it's all about, I think. I think as compared to the older generations, the new generations, mine, perhaps yours, and the ones coming up behind us, are much more purpose-driven. I don't know if you've found this as well, but if you add to that being an empath 
and you've got yourself a bunch of people who will basically only get out of bed if they can do something that's really meaningful to them or else helps them save the world in some way. Mundane and routine tasks, chasing the bottom line and not being able to choose what we work on makes us miserable. And that is absolutely okay. And I think that's incredibly valuable that we're looking for that bigger vision. We're looking for that deeper meaning. However, I think it's also exacerbated by two things. Well, first, we are on a steady diet of curated content via social media where everyone you know seems to be doing something amazingly purposeful every single day. And secondly, you're absolutely aware that unless we do something completely drastic, we are living on a planet that's also a ticking time bomb, raising the pressure to only work on meaningful things even more. And this can sort of turn us off from the path of following our curiosity. We start to chase meaningful and purposeful things, forgetting that more often than not, figuring it out, whatever it is is actually the highest meaning and purpose. And this can turn us off from the path of following our curiosity. We start to chase meaning and purpose. And we kind of forget that more often than not, figuring it out, whatever it is, is the highest meaning and purpose. And it can be especially acute in us when we are feeling down when we are in a season of depression and anxiety, because then we feel like nothing is meaningful. We don't have a sense of purpose in those moments oftentimes. We're lacking that spark, and that can be extra disheartening for us, because our soul craves to be meaningful and have a purpose. And we simply cannot seem to muster the energy to do that. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I deeply deeply adore the author Liz Gilbert. She has written a bunch of amazing books, Big Magic being my favorite of them. But even more than her work, I love the person that she is. I've never been one to have celebrity crushes, but if I had one, she would definitely be mine. But I understand, I digress. So I once attended a masterclass on creativity where Liz was speaking and one story she told us really stayed with me more than any other from that masterclass and it was this. She had been caring for a friend's little white dog for a while and the dog was well unpredictable and had the habit of biting herself and she sort of grew used to it. Then one day she was driving down the highway when she noticed that all of the cars in front of her had stopped and she peered out out of the window to try and figure out what was going on and she saw that there was a group of people around a little white dog that had evidently run away from a nearby house and ended up on the highway and now all of the good people around this dog were trying to catch it and deliver it to safety. And Liz thinking that you know, there were enough people grouped around the dog already and, you know, her joining wouldn't make much of a difference, stayed in the car. And that was until she saw that the little dog was actually running her way. She quickly decided to get out of the car and do the only thing she thought would help. That was to start running away from the dog. 
And as anyone who has ever had dogs knows, the only way to catch a dog is to really run away from it until it follows you. And so she did. So she ran to a nearby field, the little dog still chasing her. And then she turned around abruptly and in one swift motion, she was able to catch the dog. The dog, obviously not happy with the turn of events, started biting at her hands. And at that point, Liz said, you can bite all you want, but I'm used to the bites by now. So it's not your day to break free, pal. And that's when she told us, what if everything I was supposed to do with my life was to be at that time, at that place, to catch that white dog? What if my destiny didn't hold anything more profound or important than to be prepared to catch that little white dog, even if it bit me? What if that was my life's purpose? And she said, you know what? I would absolutely be fine with that. And at that time, it hit me how much pressure we put on ourselves to only do things that we think are incredibly meaningful. We tie ourselves into a knot trying to make sure that we do things that serve and that are meaningful to others and that have a purpose. And what if all that life actually expected of you was that you show up at the right time, at the right place, prepared to catch that white dog because you, with your preparation to endure a few bites, are the perfect person to do so. And what if the only way to know what you should prepare for is to follow your curiosity? I honestly believe that following your curiosity whenever it crops up and wherever it wants to take you will make the world a better place. I really, really, truly do. Because curiosity is your inner guidance system, I think. And if you've been following me for a little while, you know that I think that if we can empower empaths and sensitive people and those with this inner sense of a fire and a purpose to listen to their inner guidance more, the world would literally change for the better for every single one of us. Because your curiosity unlocks your creativity. And when you have your creativity on your side, literally nothing is impossible. There's this funny connection that I made between two of my most recent podcast interviews. One is episode four with holistic nurse Jen Quaid. And the other one is with author and organizational transformation coach Donna Jones, which will air next week. In my chat with Jen, she mentioned that our creative center sits in the center of our body at the pelvic bowl. And that is for men and women the same. And that's our core. And that we should be super mindful about what we're putting in there. And then something that Donna said in our chat is that expression is the antidote to depression. She has endured some incredible, incredible hardships in her life and yet found that what has helped her climb out of this deep, dark hole is that throughout these times, she kept using her creativity. She wrote books and papers. She started a podcast. And from my experience as well, all my trips to darkness, that is to say, anxiety and depression, I have definitely noticed how my creativity and curiosity dwindle. It's like I don't have access to these areas when I'm bogged down by the weight of these nagging thoughts and ruminations. However, if I can make a little bit of room for my curiosity, then my creativity follows. And once my creativity has entered the play, it's like this creative center 
that Jen spoke about as well, is washed out with a flood of energy. That is this expression that is the antidote to depression. And I feel alive again. And I've also found that, especially in those moments, curiosity is easier to access. If you've ever experienced depression, you know how it can make you feel like you're never going to feel joy in anything anymore. But if you can find that you're even just a little bit curious about something, maybe it's just figuring out how to bake that cake your friend sent the recipe for, or maybe it's challenging yourself to take a class in something you've never really done before, or downloading a language learning app and learning a few phrases in, I don't know, Swedish, for instance. Just for the heck of it, you know? Or, you know, to understand what IKEA products are named after. You know, Landskrona or Upwind. I don't know. Sorry, Swedish listeners. I don't obviously speak Swedish. But point is, my friend, to hell with finding your passion. Passions are fleeting. They may change. But if you follow what you're curious about you'll find that your passion may just walk alongside it. And if what you're curious about doesn't make sense to others, well, then it doesn't make sense. What we need is for you to be alive, ignited by your curiosity. And that is, I think, how you save the world, by being alive and present and connected and simply joyous in finding out how the world works whatever it is that you're curious about but if you're absolutely adamant that you should have a passion then i am happy to lend you mine which is to follow your curiosity all right my friend that was it for today and i truly hope that you enjoyed this little episode as much as i enjoyed putting it together for you and before you go i wanted to let you know that i've written a short ebook I believe that the world needs the empathic advantage more than ever right now and for you to show up in your best mental shape. So the book I've written is on how to start mastering your mental resilience as an empath. I share a number of the tools I use to manage my own emotions and it also includes a few journal prompts to use at the start of your day. Because I believe that when you own the beginning of your day, it is much less likely you'll lose your center throughout the rest of it. You can grab a free copy at ofwildmind.com forward slash resilient. That is ofwildmind.com forward slash resilient. And you can also grab the link from the show notes. Okay, I hope to see you back here same time next week. Until then, take care. Bye bye. 